0: Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: Hey, parents, Tim Wright here along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And we are so excited to be with you again for another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And before we get into our listener question for today, I want to remind you that uh, soon now, October 1st, we will be hosting the Helping Boys Thrive Summit, and it's a telesummit. So that means wherever you are, you can participate in this summit. It's going to be live all day on October 1st. But if you can't be with us for the whole day or any part of the day, it will be available online for seven days after the event. So if you are interested at all in this summit, we want to encourage you to go to helpingboysthrive.org and then hit the link to the TELUS Summit. It has all the information. You'll see that it's very reasonably priced because we wanted to get as many people as possible to join us. And so we've got a a great sponsor helping us out, helpingboysthrive.org. If you're raising boys, you've got grandsons, if you teach boys, you're coaching boys you're a therapist working with boys you're going to want to take this in and it's just a great event with some great speakers helpingboysthrive.org. and mm-hmm. uh, also we want to say thanks to our sponsors as always greg jantz and the folks up at the uh, the center of place of hope and they do help make this podcast possible. They've also got great resources for you. If you're ever struggling in any area of your life, check them out at placeofhope.com. Place and of course, more information on our website, wonderofparenting.com. All right, Michael, are you still with me?
2: I sure am.
1: All right. Beautifully every done. Every huh. once in a while, we have these glitches, and so we, we want to make sure we're connected. So we've got right. a, another good question here. This is a, a topic we've talked about before. Uh, And uh, the writer references that. But sometimes, of course, with a lot of our podcasts, it's just coming back over and over and over again to these issues from different perspectives. And that's what helps us learn. So here's the question for today. I have recently begun listening to your podcast and love it so much. My husband and I have seven and 12 year old boys in a small apartment with both of us working pretty, pretty busily from nine to five. And it's all really too much. We've begun doing your recommendation of a daily check-in at the end of the day for us to bond and take time for us, which is helping a lot. But my question is this. I often get frustrated at my husband as I feel that I am primarily the one, despite my work, noticing when the kids are off task or sneaking snacks or screens, and it falls on me to fix the issue. I then get a lot of resentment and eventually accuse him of not being aware enough. Listening to your podcast, it made me realize that there may be some brain differences between my husband and I that make it more difficult for him to multitask uh, with and uh, multitask with working and with parenting. My question is, what would be your recommendation, if this is true, for us to be able to parent while we work? And uh, I think, Michael, that this is one of those topics that has... Uh, exploded for a lot of families because moms and dads are working at home and they're also having to help their kids do schoolwork online and juggling all of that. And then in a small apartment on top of it, no easy task. So what yeah. do you have for us today?
2: Yeah, I, my heart goes out because um, some of this is about, is about this new circumstance um, and the small space. So uh, let me say a few things. One, she's absolutely right. Very smart. She's right. There's brain stuff going on. And uh, let me, I want to talk about that. And then and, and then two, uh, uh, I want to s- kind of in an overarching way say that what's probably going to have to happen is that things are going to have to become ritualized in terms of what he, you know, what he does and what he notices and when and his parenting that, that uh, based on whatever is that work day that they have. Uh, so in terms of the brain, so I'll start with that. In terms of the brain, she's right that males compartmentalize brain activity. So he's, I, we don't know where he is in that room but or in that apartment, but let's say he's in the bedroom working. Um, or or let's say he's in the, on the kitchen counter on Zoom working. Uh, his brain compartmentalizes. So he's not really going to notice stuff around him. He's not going to notice um like she gave the example of sneaking some screen time or a snack, that's his brain is using a gray matter area um, or one or two gray matter areas, which are splotches in the brain where he's doing that activity, whatever it is, his work. And that's where he is. So even if maybe out of the corner of his eye, he sees something, it's not really going to hit the sensory register. It's not going to hit the senses enough to, um, to move him out of the compartment. Of what of what he's doing in his brain, whereas when she's working, let's say she's working at the at the kitchen counter, and um, she's on Zoom and she's doing that, she's she's doing that really well, her work. But at the same time, she's seeing a lot more and sensing a lot more of what's going on around her. So she sees those things, um, and and then because she uses more white matter activity. Um, and and the female brain uses up to ten times more white matter activity to do its tasks. She's uh, white matter activity is spread throughout the brain, so her sensory register picks up all this stuff. It moves to another part of her brain that says, "I got to respond." So she stops what she's doing and she goes and she responds to the kid sneaking the screen time. That is a basic brain difference, and it is operative here. Um, and I think that I think another thing operative. And oh, and I want to say that if people want more on this, like real deep dive into this, get a book of mine called What Could He Be Thinking? Mm. That book is now, I think, 17 years old, but it's universal. It it divides male and female up and it looks at male brain and female brain and how they approach everything from loading a dishwasher (laughs) to, uh, you know, parenting to love and affection and everything. How what could he be thinking? And one of the things that we I use in that book and talk about this research is also, um, it's not just the white matter and the gray matter, but it's also the prioritizing, and the valuation. Um, she she probably prioritizes and 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 attaches more value to intervening on a kid sneaking screen time or a kid sneaking a snack. Um, for her, it's all part of a parenting and, and a mothering um, panoply of her 24 hour day. And um, he probably does not prioritize those things. He probably doesn't put a lot of value in those things. And I don't, there's nothing wrong with either of these people, right? It's, it's how the mind is working under stress while they're both working at other jobs. Um, and this is how those minds are working. And it's generally not that he's anti. It's generally not that he's bad or, you know, or, or anything. It's just that that's how his brain is working. And so when he's compartmentalizing, he is not prioritizing these other things. And she is. So hence, hence, I think the ritualization, what probably has to happen is um, they have to set up a schedule where, where. You know, every hour or or whatever it's going to be, whatever the ritual is, whatever can fit with their workday, maybe every two hours, whatever it is, he steps away from what he's doing. He takes a break from that work, and for ten minutes or fifteen minutes, he prioritizes. um, Okay, what are the kids doing? You know, have they been fed? Are they staring at a screen? Okay, we, we don't allow that, right? That kind of thing, and whatever is the list that this couple works out that. That he's going to focus on in that 10 minutes. Um, and that's, that is the solution, because those two brains are not going to change. <laughs> so the solution is going to have to be to create a schedule, I think, or a ritual um, for him to parent in those times, you know, when she wants him to be more of a parent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health.
1: Boy, i got so many things to ask, but I want to tell you a little story. I maybe told you this before, but several years ago, uh, I was leading a a group of women at our church uh, talking about men. And um, uh, the first thing I had the women do is I said, what I want you to do is I want you to get in small groups and I want you to create a list of all the character qualities you would like to see in a man, whether it's a husband, friend, a mate, whatever. So they all made this these lists and I, I put them all up on the the board all the words they had and so when they were all done I said now I want you to look at this list and they looked at it and I said you realize you all want to marry women don't you because they had they had all the, the things you know that they like about women and then uh, we used as our text your book what could he be thinking and oh, they oh oh wow yeah and they found it really helpful but some of the women were angry at the book not at you or the book itself but because they just didn't like hearing how different men were. And, you know, it took us a while to process because for some of them, they thought, well, we're just giving men an excuse to be, to do all these stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and really what it was, was to say, no, once you understand him, uh, then the two of you can work together, which is what you're saying. So um, the other thing is, uh, and I don't know if it was you who said it, somebody said that sometimes, uh, and you're, you're saying it this way, but maybe not in this language, um, that guys speak the language of negotiation, um, generally. And that one of the things that you want to do, yeah. And so when you're, when you're talking about these rituals to negotiate with a husband, to barter back and forth, all right, I'll do this. If you do that, men understand that kind of language, it becomes a contract and their brains tend to work
2: toward that. Yeah. It's transactional. Yeah. Males are, males are very transactional. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And this is, and this is a, um, I mean, that's a great story and I'm honored that you use the book. I don't know if I've, I've heard you tell me that story before. I'm, I'm quite honored by that. Um, it, yeah, it is, it is helpful in that way. And women and some women who have read it have, have definitely written me angrily, uh, you know, and kind of, as you've said, I don't know that they're angry at me, but they're, they're angry at the, humanity at the fact that, <laughs> it's that that it's set up this way because because they can't shut their brains off right they're they're seeing everything and they're feeling everything and they're but they're married to or partnered with someone who um is not maybe not seeing everything and i would argue not feeling everything or not feeling as much as she is and not seeing seeing sensing i mean all five senses as much as she is and um, And hence, doesn't prioritize the way she prioritizes, and and when we talk to men, I mean this is we've said this now in the context of her understanding the man. You know, when we talk to men, of course, we're trying to get them help them to understand women and the way that women think, because humanity humanity works, I think, because of both of us. You know, it, it you need some people who are not constantly empathizing and feeling everything, let's say, or sensing everything, who compartmentalize. You need people who compartmentalize. They get certain things done. And you need people who are able to see the panoply and be involved in in all of it. We really need both. So so yeah, I think it becomes a transaction, um, a negotiation, and they, they get together like they have with the check-in, and they get together and they say, okay, how do we divide this day up? And how do, we, how do we divide this day up differently? And it's, it's temporary. Those kids are, it does not appear they'll maybe go back to school this fall, but at some point they'll go back to school. And this situation will, will, you know, this tension, at least this tension will be resolved because the kids won't be there while the parents are working. But until that resolution happens externally, I don't see any other way families negotiate this except to, um, to create these rituals and stick to these, these rituals.
1: One of the things that I've been hearing, and, and this is probably since the beginning of time, but uh, a husband, a wife, uh, female, male partners, they work all day long, whether it's in the home or outside the home. They come home and the husband has this tendency just to plop down and pick up the remote and start zipping through TV channels the uh, or streaming, whatever it is now. And the wife then feels this responsibility to have to make the meals, to you know pack the lunches, to get the kids' homework done. And uh, there's something going on there, uh, and, and I don't think it's just because the guys are lazy or they think women should do all the work. I think something's happening in the brain in terms of need oh, for yeah. rest, need for uh, the or the the need to rest the mind from words. Uh, what's going on in that
2: dynamic? Yeah, that's the rest state. Yeah, it's certainly true that there are some uh, uh, some men who are, like you said, lazy. Sure, there got there are lazy men out there, no doubt. There are some men who are 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 not good fathers or not good husbands. I mean, all that uh, that that exists. But but we used to say that what was going on there after work was all about that, and it's not. Um, Uh, Once we, you know, when we bracket out those guys and they're not the majority of guys, right? The majority of guys are good guys doing their best. And when we, when we look at those guys, then what we see is the rest state and the way that the male brain works. And it works differently than the female brain. And this is a primary major difference that uh, like at our Helping Boys Thrive, I'll show brain scans of this from all sorts of angles. People will see this. So the male brain, we think this is a leftover from hunting and um, hunting gathering times and then it got in the DNA and so it got into XX and XY and the Y chromosome we think carries this. This is why it happens to males all over the world. Um, Their brains go to a rest state number of times per day and a rest state is a blank brain state. They're just the survival functioning exists but the rest of the brain like the frontal, the the prefrontal, all the parts of the brain that think, that use words, all of that, they go to sleep and uh, the brain recharges and 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 again we think this happened because until 10,000 years ago for a million years males were hunting um or 500,000 years depending on when you start counting males were hunting and they would hunt in in teams of either solo or in teams of you know 2 to 5 and when there was prey they were very active and the brain had to be very active but when there wasn't prey their brains had to go to a rest state because if they spoke if they used words if they joked around if they Moved around, you know, if they did anything, they wouldn't get the prey, right? There, no prey would come and humanity would not survive. There wouldn't be that food. So um, so their brains go to the rest state. And for kids during the day, it's called a boredom state. And males go to a boredom state. It's one of the biggest problems we have in schools. Um, Teachers don't see this, so they're not told in grad school or undergrad or teacher certification. They don't see scans of the male brain and the female brain, so they don't see how different these brains are, and they don't realize that every 10 to 20 minutes, the male brains in their classroom, a lot of them are going to a rest state, and, um, and so the brain isn't thinking or learning. Well, the same exact thing happens after work. He He's worked, it's 8 to 10 hour workday, whatever it is, and his brain needs to recharge, and um, Uh, it will go to a rest state. So channel checking or getting on an exercise bike or taking a run or um, uh, listening to music or, you know, uh, or just lying down on the couch and sort of semi-falling asleep for 15 minutes. All of these things are rest state and they're all the brain trying to recharge. And um, uh, I I have to say, wherever I've gone to speak, when I show these, people will come up. It's usually. Um, women will come up to me and go, oh, my gosh, I've spent 20 years being mad about this (laughs) because I thought he was doing this to me. I thought he was lazy. I thought he was a bad dad. I thought he was. But now I see these scans and okay, so now we understand it. So he needs a half hour, whatever he needs. Every guy knows what it is. He needs a half hour um, and then his brain will recharge and then he can help the kids with the homework. He can talk to her. They can have dinner, you know, whatever it is. Um, uh, but yeah, these guys are not bad guys. Their brains are doing things in a different way. And, um, and so are hers. And so, and so we need to meet in the middle.
1: Yeah. So I think that's really great because what we're not trying to do is to excuse the behavior, but to explain it. And, um, and at the same time, then offer some ideas on how, once you know this information, what do you do as a couple to negotiate your way through that so that it can be a good shared experience for both?
2: Yeah, and he has to, you know, if a guy comes home, uh, let's say, at 6 p.m., and then he just watches TV until 10 p.m. and goes to bed, okay, that's – we are – there, are, you know, no excuse for that. Right. I mean, unless he has a mental illness, he could be very depressed, it could be something. But but in general, if we're talking about a normal family life, then we would say to that guy, okay, you're being lazy. This is wrong what you're doing. You know, you can't do that. You have to be a parent, you have to be a husband. But if but but if it's this half hour thing, you know, that's that's where um yeah, that's where we have to adjust the family system around it. Because every system should adjust around the brain, right? We mm-hmm. can't we can't get that brain. Um, uh, I mean, if, if she tries to talk to him while his brain is in that rest state, all that's gonna do is create more strife because yes. his frontal lobe is not active. So she can't get from him what she needs anyway. And, but he has to come back to the table a half hour later. Like he can't go watch TV for four hours. He gets his rest state and then he's back. And then, okay, what do we need to do? What should we do? Um, so yeah, it's it's maybe it's a making excuse for the half hour in people's minds, but we would not be making excuse for him not to come back to the relationship and then when he's recharged re engage in the relationship. He does have to do that.
0: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window.
1: So this, this question is really written by a wife about her husband, so that's why we're focused on husband's behavior. However, let's let's turn the tables a little bit. What does a husband need to know about the rest state of his wife, generally speaking, and how can he help ensure that she gets her rest state?
2: Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's a really interesting brain difference. Um, yep. The female brain doesn't really go to a rest state. Um uh, I mean, when it sleeps, it sleeps, but otherwise the female brain, because it's so white matter oriented, um, constantly processing and, and it's constantly processing both sensory and feeling activity, right? Uh, so, so all these centers of her brain are lit up, even when she's trying to rest, um, they're lit up and uh, women will recognize this because they'll often say, yeah, I'm lying there in bed trying to fall asleep and I'm thinking about 50 things, right? Right. And that's kind of metaphorical and emblematic. Now, guys can do that too if there's a big project they're on or if there's something they're really working on um, or if their relationship is tanking. You know, guys can lie there and think and think and think. It can happen to anybody. But But when you look at how much more time women spend while trying to be in a rest state, processing and thinking, you can see the stark difference. So what guys have to do for their spouses is they absolutely have to protect... The, the, those rituals of love uh, like date nights, um, date lunches, uh, go out with your sisters, quote unquote, you know, with your women friends, go spend at least one night a week if possible. Not so much during COVID, but, you know, or go Zoom in the other room with your sisters, you know, go have your other time, go have your, he's saying to her, go have your me time. Um, all of those rituals have to get protected for her. Because she, women are prone, you know, to more anxiety and depression, overt depression than men. And one of the reasons is that they can't shut their brains off. Mm. And so they're always ruminating and we've got to help them have times when they're not ruminating, where they're distracted, when they're doing something fun for them, something they love, and they don't have to do five to 10 things at once. That multitasking stress is a stress that is really leads the female brain toward more anxiety.
1: Yeah, so so even though they don't like a man, they don't just seem to shut down at certain points of the day. They do need that that time for their brains to do something else, right? To just relax.
2: Yeah, relax. Yoga. Yep. Relax, be mindful, do yoga, get exercise. Yep. I mean that absolutely has to be protected. Yep. Um and uh and not and not ruminate. So that means distracted by other things. Uh, so that she's not multitasking a whole bunch. And that and that could be by the way, watching TV and some program mm-hmm. she loves, you know. Sure. I mean that's distracting. So those kinds of entertainment distractions are valuable too. Um, it's the it's the constant multitasking. The 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 interesting thing about the female brain is that it's brilliance. One of the reasons females like in business situations and you know one of the reasons we want absolutely want to look at equity in workplaces is we want more female brains involved in a lot of what we're doing out there. You know, because it's it's a genius brain. It multitasks and it takes all these different stimuli, and all this different data from all sorts of things, and then creates an intuition based on putting all this data together. And uh, I talk about in the book about negotiation in another way too. Uh, in oh, this is in leadership and the sexes in business. That's the book that's for people who are in business, leadership and the sexes. And I talk about this these studies we we've done um uh on males and females and watching how they negotiate and how males will focus on on uh, when they're in a in a transactional battle you know with the opposition quote unquote in a negotiation they'll focus on a few things they're really focused on those they may not they may miss a bunch of uh facial cues yeah. and other social cues but if they have a woman in there with them doing the negotiating she not only can negotiate on all those things but she also picks up those facial cues and social cues because her sensory register, she's so sensitive to it. And um, that's why it's so good to have both males and females if you can. Um, and so it's a, that female brain is a genius brain because it does multitask so much and it t- brings in so much and connects so many dots. But that also is one of the reasons that she's got more anxiety and depression because there's a downside to that hyper multitasking. So we want to allow the genius of her brain, but then help protect her. We guys, we want to help protect her so she has her time to recharge, and she's not spending 24 hours a day in that constant multitasking.
1: So for all of you uh, wives out there or women with male partners, and you aren't quite sure how to talk about this, um, just let your your significant other listen to the podcast here. We're going to advocate for you on this one. And just say, okay, guys, this is how we step up. These are the things we need to do and uh, we want to make sure that as our time is protected we protect the time of those we love as well so Mm -hmm. uh really good stuff as always michael and and uh so that let's refer to these two books again uh the one um what could he be thinking
2: yeah what could he be thinking Mm -hmm. and um that's a relationship book so that's for anyone in a relationship yep uh and um and by the way even if you're in a, a gay or lesbian relationship you'll find it fascinating i talk in there about how how even gay and lesbian couples tend to masculinize and feminize. Mm. It, it's, a, it's interesting research. So um, so I think they'd love it still, too. And that's on relationship. And then leadership in the sexes is the one for corporate. So it's yep. for businesses. So leadership in the sexes, and what could he be thinking? Very, very good. Thank you. Uh, also want to remind you again
1: that uh, we've got this Boy Summit coming up October 1st. Helping Boys Thrive. You can learn more about that at helpingboysthrive.org. And you're going to learn more about the boy brain, which does grow up into a male brain, a man's brain. <laughs> I shouldn't say a male brain, a man's brain. And uh, so I, I, what I have found with the, the Helping Boys Thrive summits is even though we're talking about boys, a lot of people find good insight into themselves as men and women find good insights into the men that they love. So it's just a great, Day. And uh, again, it'll be available seven days afterwards for you if you can't make it that day. Helpingboysthrive.org. And then just hit the link to that. And then if you have a question for us, Wonder wonderofparenting.com com Wonder dot com And we do take your questions seriously. Uh, almost every episode we do, not always, but almost every episode we do is a question that you've asked. And uh, we appreciate it. That's why we're here. As long as you're asking questions, we're going to be here for you. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. It was good stuff as always.
2: Thank you, Tim. Great questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We will be with you next time. Thank you.
0: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.